Now it's time to get out to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, bring in our guest from Forbes.com and Conley Media, Rob Reichel. Rob, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Toby? Doing well. And I, I want to start right here because I know you're a Brewers fan, and we've just spent the first two hours complaining. We have, we've had phone calls galore, and I've seen you you know, venting about it on Twitter. I want to give you a space. Your thoughts on the Josh Hader trade and the Brewers over the last couple of days. Toby, you ready to keep me on till about ten a.m.? <laughs> Toby, here, here's obviously just doesn't just what doesn't make sense what whatsoever, right? I mean, can can you remember? And I was talking to a couple other writers in Green Bay about this yesterday. Can you remember any time in any sport in in let's let's even call it the last twenty years, Toby, where a team in first place at the deadline trades away, not not acquires, trades away. Mm-hmm arguably their best or second best player and and arguably to me Toby the best pitcher in franchise history um and if and if he pitched another four or five years in Milwaukee you know it flip a coin when it's all said and done between him and Burns I think but you know this is equivalent to Green Bay being let's say Toby five and four at Halloween and and we hit the trading deadline in the NFL and management says you know what we don't want to pay Rashawn Gary five years and a hundred million dollars or whatever Gary's next contract is going to be. And they ship him out for two sixth-round picks and somebody's backup safety or something like that. I mean, it's, you know, I, I, it, it, it's comical to me, you know, that they at least didn't try to – and again, this is classic Brewers. They're, they're a 50-year disappointment to our entire area. But, you know, this, this to me, Toby, was, you know, to wave the white flag right now rather than at least seeing how – the season plays out with Hater. That's fine if you don't want to pay him fifteen or sixteen or eighteen million dollars next year. But but you did not have to trade him right now on August on August first. At least see how the season plays out because they Toby they were built. Yeah. You know, in, in, in today's Major League Baseball, th- think of those Kansas City Royals five six years ago. If if you can get to the seventh inning with the lead and and you've got monsters in the back end of the bullpen and the Brewers theoretically were lined up to do that you don't need to score a whole lot of runs and I understand their offense is garbage um but you know you, you, you're set up in the seventh eighth ninth innings with you know Boxberger Williams Hader to, to win playoff games you know, you've only got you've only got to get Burns and Woody to you know give get you to the seventh and whether council lets them I guess is a whole nother story Toby but um you know if if, if you can do that with those three in the back Milwaukee actually was set up in, in today's baseball to, to make a run here. Um, they were going to have to get hot. I get it. A lot of things were going to have to go right. But but I'll tell you what, Toby, you know, after 50 years of kind of getting slapped around and, and, and kicked in the backside, Brewer Nation's ready to make a run yep. at something. And, and, and management just kind of gave them all the double bird. And, <laughs> um, you know, the, the problem is, Toby, and, you know, the, the fans typically in Milwaukee – they're unbelievably passionate, diehard, loyal fans. They just keep coming back. This is one to me, Toby, where I'd consider long and hard whether I want to give that team, you know, $100 per person on a random Tuesday night against the Reds ever again. Totally agree. Totally agree. Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, Conley Media. Let's get to the team that I think we can have some positive thoughts about, the Green Bay Packers. So one thing that I saw from multiple guys, you heard from Goody, you heard from Matt LaFleur, that Jordan Love had an impressive day at practice yesterday. Can you talk a little bit about what made yesterday so impressive and what they're looking for as he continues to try and evolve in his third year? 
Yeah, and, and it's really, Toby, not just yesterday. It's kind of a culmination uh, of his offseason. I mean, if, if you really think back on it, Toby, he's, he lost his he, – he, with COVID, he lost the 2020 offseason. So it's really only a second offseason in Green Bay. And, you know, it did take Rodgers until the summer of 2007. That was his third summer in Green Bay to really make a significant jump. What Jordan Love is doing right now, Toby, is, is, is he's making – He's making the simple look simple and the extremely difficult look almost routine. Um, and, and a year ago, Toby, that, that wasn't the case on, e- on either front. I mean, the, the, the simple was hard and, and the extremely difficult was almost impossible for him. Um, Toby, I, I would say right now, I mean, the way he has looked, and, and, and the preseason is going to play itself out, and, and we're going to know a lot more a month from now if, if, if you and I talk and in terms of how these preseason games uh, go for him. that, that That's going to eventually be the definer of, of his summer. But right now, I mean, he, he's on track to, you know, to me, Toby, without question, be one of the top two or three backups in the league. And and, and I think I think the way he has started, Toby, this, you know, the, this particular training camp, there are teams out there, you know, Seattle, the, you know, Washington, the, the, the Giants, um, you know, Cleveland certainly just to start the year, maybe Miami with Tua that would take Jordan, Jordan Love in a heartbeat um, over their over their probable starter, even Detroit with golf at this point in time. I mean, he's he's made a significant jump, Toby. I mean, the, the, the athleticism was always there. Um, he, he's such an impressive physical specimen, you know, 6'3", 220. He's He's everything you want from a size, speed, strength standpoint at, at that position, and and now his accuracy is getting better, his reads are getting better, and he and he and he's consistently putting the ball exactly where it needs to be and to the right guy time after time. Toby, it's uh, you know Tom Clemens, Rogers talked about this quite a bit yesterday. Love Love hasn't I think addressed it yet, but even Tom Clemens, who who was their quarterback coach for a long time and offensive coordinator, and he called the plays, if you remember, for the first 12 games in 2015 uh, after the debacle in the 2014 NFC Championship game, is back at quarterback coach, and, and Rodgers loves him to death. I mean, Clemens is a stickler for every detail. You don't get away with anything in Clemens' film room. And, um, you know, I, I, I think he, he was a huge positive to Rodgers' career. He, he's a He's he, he's kind of a, a sultry, almost angry guy, Tom Clemens. A lot of the time, Toby, and and you and you, you you've got to take tough love well. And if Jordan Love can take the tough love from Clemens, um, it, he, Clemens will make Jordan Love's uh, career better than than the average quarterback coach or the average offensive coordinator would. So I, I think at the end of the day, that's going to be a real positive having him back in the building for Jordan Love. Rodgers is already on cloud nine that Tom Clemens is back in the building. And I'll tell you what, Toby, they, they right now have, to me, I mean, we already know they can win a lot of games with Aaron Rodgers. They, you know, if Rodgers misses a month or Rodgers misses six weeks, I, I, I think this football team can, you know, go 500 or better with Jordan Love. Well, and I want to get to the rest of the offense here in just a second, but with Jordan Love, what is the plan with him? Is it just that he's going to stick as the backup and then they'll figure it out again next offseason? Is there any chance that they would consider a trade if he continues to show out and then shows it on the field in the preseason? Like, Is he going to be the starting quarterback for the Packers after all of this once Rodgers hangs it up? What is the end plan here? Or what's going to happen with Jordan Love going forward? That question is identical to the Bakhtiari question right now, right? I mean, none of us have an answer. None of us know. And, 
And with Jordan Love, unfortunately for him, kind of like Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre, his career is largely dictated by the player in front of him right now. I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers decides to play through the 2024 season, you know, Jordan Love's going to, him and his people at some point in time are going to say, you know what, send me here or send me there. He, he's not going to be content to sit around for five years as a backup. I mean, he's already, Toby, the first number one quarterback, first, first quarterback chosen in the first round since Aaron Rodgers, so we're talking back in 2005, that is going to spend his first three years as a backup. Every other quarterback taken in round one between Love and Rodgers was a starter uh, by their third season. So, so this is already kind of uncharted territory where Jordan Love is headed. Um, you know, the beauty from Green Bay's standpoint, Toby, is because he was a first-round draft pick, you know, they, they can pick up that fifth-year option on him, and, and they will have team control of him through 2024. Now, my guess is, again, if Rodgers continues to play and play at a high level and the, and the Packers say, um, you know, Aaron's our guy and, and really there, there's no reason for them not to, they would make a trade maybe next year at the trading deadline or, 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 or you know, on, on draft weekend or, or something like that and, and move love along. I, I don't think they're going to be I don't think they're going to be a group that says, you know, we're going to keep him just for our own benefit and, and, and kind of stymie or hold back his career. They'll give him an opportunity to go to go win a job and, you know, or take a job in Atlanta or Carolina or wherever it turns out to be one of these teams that, that doesn't have a quarterback right now. So, but again, if, if, if Rogers retires in, in this off season, Toby, and, 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 and that's kind of like where it was with Brett Favre in the early 2000s, that that's a yearly discussion. Um, th- there is no doubt to me they're ready to move forward, and, and Jordan Love would be their guy under center in 2023. So then looking at this offense, the other big question mark is definitely the receiving core, the tight ends. How have the receivers looked? How's Sammy Watkins been? How's Alan Lazard been? We've heard plenty about Romeo Dobbs. Well, who stood out in that group the most? I'd assume Dobbs, but how have the other guys looked? Yeah, I mean, you and I, again, we could spend a segment on dubs. I, I, I think they hit it there. Now, again, the, we, we go gaga in the summer, um, and, and, and especially early in camp over guys, many, many different years. I mean, uh, Jake Kumro's the poster boy for that, isn't he? And, and, and I think Jake Kumro, Toby, has 23 career catches. And, um, you know, but, but dubs has, has stood out to, to, the, to the point where, you know, Roger said yesterday, it's, it's every single day in practice, he's making a wow play. And, and, and it's not just the wow plays, Toby, on dubs. You know, it, again, it's, it's the basic and, and the ordinary and the mundane where, you know, I, I think when they go to Minnesota on September 11th, uh, it, it's a pretty good bet. You know, he and Lazard are probably the starters on the outside and maybe Randall Cobb is, is in the slot. You know, Sammy Watkins has been semi-quiet, Toby, since, since coming back, uh, you know, from that injury. They're going to have to, I mean, I, I, again, even when they signed him, kind of like Devin Funches a couple of years back, I, I never thought that it was a lock that he'd make the roster. I, I, he's going to have to show some stuff, I think, in the preseason and the preseason games, you know, that he can still run against, um, you know, opposing corners, that, that he can still get open, that he can still make plays. I, I think he's a bubble guy uh, w- w- without question. Um, you know, Cobb hasn't done a whole lot, but again, he doesn't need to. He's 33 years old. He, he, he's a veteran. Um, he, he's going to be on this football team because Aaron Rodgers wants him there, and Brian Gutekunst isn't going to upturn the apple cart and, 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 and cut Randall Cobb. You know, Amari Rodgers has been semi-impressive 
Not great in, in the punt return game, though, or, or the kick return. Letting some balls hit hit the ground the other day. Got got his special teams coach all riled up and, and irked at him, Toby. So, um, you know, that, that'll that be interesting to watch, you know, how, how the how the kick and the punt return jobs play themselves out. But, but I think Amari Rogers, you know, he's down to 202. His body fat is cut in half. Toby, he's in far better shape than he was a, a year ago. I think he's got a chance to eventually overtake Cobb in the slot. I would think when they go to Minnesota in week one, they'll go veteran laden and kind of veteran oriented other than, other than dubs. So, so my guess is Cobb holds Rogers off at least uh, early in the season inside the slot, but, but that, that could be a spot where Amari Rogers eventually emerges. And, and then, and then you've got, you know, Jawan Winfrey has been pretty impressive. Toby, I, I think he's a real dark horse to, you know, maybe be the three or the four, and, and, and be in the mix and in the, the rotation, especially with Christian Watson being sidelined. I mean, that's a, that, that, that's a blow. And, you know, I talked to Watson quite a bit yesterday, Toby, I'm, I'm starting to get the impression, you know, you, you may not see him until, until September, maybe it's, maybe it's later in August, but all these reps, you know, if you remember back to the summer, you know, Chris, you know, Aaron Rodgers was only there for three days. So, so he and Watson didn't get a lot of work together you know, back in May and June, and now with Watson being sidelined, you know, he, he's losing out on all these reps every single day with, with Aaron Rodgers. So uh, Christian Watson's going to be really behind and, and kind of behind the eight ball when, when he does come back. I, I think he's a pretty unique talent, and, and, and maybe by December or January, Toby, he's got a chance to, to make a difference, but, but it's going to be a little bit on, on Watson. And, you know, the Packers were thinking long-term there, obviously, with 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 the with the surgery after after the last mini camp, um, but it is gonna it is gonna hurt him in the in the short term. So, um, it, Toby, whether they keep five there, whether they keep seven there, I I wouldn't be shocked at, at either number. It's it's gonna come down to special teams and and who they think maybe can make a you know a difference there because they'll never keep seven active on game day. So they're gonna have some tough choices to make. You know uh, how Watson's injury plays itself out. Does he start the year on the on the pup list or is is he part of the fifty three? It's 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 going to be pretty fascinating, but but clearly to me, Toby, the the guys that have stood out, Lazard's been consistent day in and day out. Is he a real number one? Probably not, but he's going to be a number one in this offense. And and then Dubs has really jumped up, and and he could have a rookie season to me, Toby, kind of like Greg Jennings did back in '06, where he jumped right into the starting lineup, and and Favre liked him a ton, and and they had chemistry right from the get go, and and then again, there's there, there's some real question marks. So that's that that there's no doubt. You know, if, if you're a Packer fan out there, that that's the position group you want to pay the most uh, attention to here over the next uh, three or four weeks when they start playing the preseason games. Talking with Rob Reichel from Forbes.com, Kindly Media. Don't want to keep you too long, so I'll just ask you one more. And I'd love to go to the defensive side of the ball, but all the question sure. marks are on offense. <laughs> so, yeah. so we, we just talked. Fair. No, that that's extremely fair, Toby. Yep. We we just talked about the receiving core and how that's going to shake out. How's tight end going to shake out? Week one, they head up to Minnesota. What's their depth chart going to look like for tight end? I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, it's it's not great without Tunyon, and you know, I I talked to Tunyon at length last week. Um, he he wouldn't give a number. He wouldn't spitball exactly the percentages that, that he thought he would be back for week one. My guess, Toby, is is especially after the Bakhtiari injury, you know where. You know, that thing has now lingered for 18, 19 months, whatever, we're at 20 even, um, that they're going to be extremely careful with, with Tunyon. So let, let's just assume Tunyon's on the pup for the first four games of the season. I mean, I, Toby, I, I think the guy who probably gets the most snaps is Tyler Davis, who 
you know, who played about 10% of the snaps last year. He had four catches. Um, he's bounced around. He's been in a couple practice squads, in, including Green Bay. But, but, but he runs reasonably well. They really like him inside that building. I mean, he, he's got a lot to prove. But he's kind of in a situation where Tunyon was, you know, a, a couple years back, back in 1920 range, where you just didn't know. And then if you remember in 20, Tunyon really emerged that year with 50-some-odd catches and 11 touchdowns and, um, you know, tied the franchise record that, that Paul Kaufman had held. I'm not saying Davis is going to put up those kind of numbers, but, but he is intriguing, Toby, because he runs well. He can, he can stretch a defense. Um, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's a weapon down the middle in the seam there. DeGuaro would probably be number two. You know, Mercedes Lewis, no doubt, is, is going to play 20, 30 snaps in, in rundowns, rundowns almost only at, at this point in his career. DeGuaro is the interesting guy to watch. If you remember, Toby, third-round pick there in 2020, mm-hmm. coming, off, coming off the knee injury. Um, he was okay when he came back last year, Toby. You know, he had, he had the – I think it was about a 65-yard touchdown catch in Week 18 against the Lions. But but if you remove that one, he he was really just kind of a ham and egger. Uh, you know, he averaged about seven yards a catch. He it was just kind of short underneath stuff. He didn't show a lot of explosiveness or the ability to break away or anything like that. He he happened to get a clear field on a nice play design in that in that long touchdown against against the Lions. But but he's a guy that you know that they're going to need something out of at least until Tunyon comes back. But you know. To, to your overall question on the group, Toby, it's certainly not a strength. I, I don't. It, it, it's probably a weakness if, if you go into week one uh, without Tunyon. When Tunyon comes back, I, I think the group is, is, is at least average and probably slightly above average. But until he's back on the field, it, it, it's not a particularly impressive group of players. Rob, appreciate the time. We'll have to talk again soon when we can break down this defense and get excited about that. Yeah, we might have to talk again soon if if if, if they trade Woody or Burns here too, Toby. And, you know, when 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 we when we go to sleep one night and they pull that off in the middle of the night. But yeah, that that's a whole other story. Thanks for having me on. For sure, appreciate the time, Rob. There you heard from Rob Reichel from Forbes.com and Conley Media. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com today.